Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate every time you review, you share. And what it does for us, it allows us to build this platform where we can create partnerships. And those uh, partnerships will allow us to bring you guys special offers and discounts. So one of the ways you can do it on the Anchor app, if you're listening on that platform, you can click and favorite the app. That will also let you know when uh, the newest podcast goes up. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can also send digital applauses. On Apple Podcasts, you can actually subscribe there. Also, you will get notifications when the new podcast comes up. You can rate and review. If you haven't done that, please encourage you to do that. Yes. You can also uh, screenshot this and share it on social media. So we thank you guys so much. And let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. This is episode six of Live, Love, Discover. With Dan and Sig. With Dan and Sig. <laughs> so I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. We had a great time with, with friends. Yes, we did. We had a Friendsgiving first Friendsgiving ever, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we usually spend it with family. Uh, but since we moved out here, out here to North Carolina, that's... We're loners. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we need friends. We've built a lot of good friendships now yes, uh, out here. We did. Uh, but yeah, we definitely miss our family. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not too, it's not an easy task to, to get to California. Yeah. But I'm thankful for the friends that they care so much for us that they knew we we're going to be alone. They're like, hey, you want to come over then? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jan. Appreciate it. Yes. And Kayleen. It was fun. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything, anything interesting that you'd like to share before we get to it? Like what? <laughs> Anything you've been dealing with? Patience. I need it. Lord Jesus, I need that patience. Pour right. it on me, Father. <laughs> Why don't you share what's been going on? Oh, no. Are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you've been getting on my nerves, babe. I love you, but you've been getting on my nerves. And I'm like, Lord, help me focus. I'm giving Be you grateful. A, I'm giving you a it's master. Thanksgiving yeah. season. And I'm thankful. <laughs> Just consider it a master class on patience. For real. Oh, my God. I need a double portion, Father, please. <laughs> Gift for Christmas. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So we got a special interview with a good friend of mine, Billy Nettles. He's a life coach. He's a CEO and founder of Stairmaster Philosophy. He serves as associate teaching pastor at the Highlands Christian Fellowship. That's actually where um, I met my wife and where I got baptized. Yes. And he's the director of the Haitian Mission Ministries. And you guys are going to hear a pretty interesting story on that and uh, how he, why he learned French. We got uh, He has a BA in English and Masters of the Public, uh, Public Administration. He's currently a field office director of Los Angeles County Probation and sits on the board of directors and advisory council for the organization of public entities. All right, so get ready, take out a pen and paper, get ready to take notes because we have a lot of good nuggets for you today. We are gonna be talking about decluttering and how you can do that on a spiritual, mental, and physical level and how to prepare yourself for 2019 right now. So without further ado, let's get started. Billy Nettles, professional and personal development life coach and motivational speaker. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, thank you for having me, Dan. Absolutely. It is an honor. I remember hearing you speak uh, and you always brought that energy. 
I know that's not an easy thing for most people to do, do public speaking. So how's that something uh, you got into? You know, Dan, I, I believe that um, that is a gift that God has given me. Uh, not only uh, do I speak motivationally and am I a life coach, but I also serve as a teaching pastor. That's right. Uh, at the Highlands, that's where I first heard you speak. That's uh, where actually, when I, when I first started going to church, that's where I started going, where I got baptized and all that. And um, I remember Wednesdays, you'd come in with that fire, with that energy, people getting off of their seats and change the whole dynamics of the room. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe that when you uh, speak to people, you, you don't just speak to their head. That's right. You got to speak to their heart. Yeah, I think that, you know, in order and, and in order to reach uh. the heart, you got to come from the heart. People know that you have lived what you're talking about, that you've been there, that you've been through some things and, and that you really believe that it's going to be OK. And when you communicate that uh, with passion, that it's going to be OK because I, I've been there or 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 I've had some similar uh, experiences. Uh, mm. They tend to believe you. And one of the things that I try to do is whatever the the, the size of the group that I'm talking mm. to, I want to make it as intimate as possible, because I, there's an old saying that's, that that goes, people don't care how much right, you know good. until they know how much you care. They, and they can't know that with with you know all of the the rigidity that comes from lecturing and and all of that stuff. Yeah, and you said something beautiful. You said that people might not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yeah, I think you know as a as a motivational speaker and even as a pastor, I don't. There's not a whole lot of difference. It's just easier for me to to. I think to right. preach than it is to speak motivationally because right. when I'm right, preaching, right. it's not my it's not my word. <laughs> I'm speaking God's truths, so that just comes easy and it's a gift from Him. Um, but whether I'm preaching or speaking motivationally, what I try to do is I do try to command the room. Mm -hmm. I, I try to make the room as small as possible and create that intimacy where people right. uh, trust me and they trust what I say. You know that that I don't have to talk about being transparent. They can sense. Yeah, it's beautiful when you can get to that level of intimacy with people, especially in a group, a big group like that. Um, now, tell me, Billy, how did life coaching and the Stairmaster philosophy come to be? Uh, as long as I can remember when God uh, called me to the pastorate, I, I, hmm. uh, I did biblical guidance counseling. I mean, people in church have problems just like people uh, who are not in church. You know, God's people, uh, we face the same challenges, some of the same ugliness, you know, from uh, broken family relationships uh, to low self-esteem, uh, all of those things uh, that other people face right. and deal with, we do too. And, uh, and, but God has given us wisdom in his word. And so I've been a biblical guidance counselor for years in the church. And uh, and and it's you know that it 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 was a great uh, segue for me uh, to just begin to coach 
uh, people some of the same principles. There's wisdom in scripture, whether you're a Christian or not, the wisdom that's packed Absolutely. in the Bible is just so powerful and rich. And, and so I use those same, uh, same wisdom, same principles when I'm doing life coaching and, and helping people uh, overcome obstacles, overcome challenges, overcome uh, some of the impediments that keep them right. from being the best version of themselves. Uh, so, you know, it, it wasn't, it was, it was an easy, uh, transition for me and Stairmaster philosophy was born out of uh, a couple of things. It was born. I actually, I started, uh, a, a physical regimen where I was doing a, a, a great deal of cardio right. and I was on a Stairmaster <laughs> and I, there were times when I was on the Stairmaster for like 50 minutes, man. And let me tell you, when you're on Stairmaster for 50 minutes, right. that will put a lot of stuff on your mind. So I, I just started jotting some of this stuff down as, it, as, as, uh, I, as I call it. I feel like the, the Holy Spirit was, was, was giving it to me. And I, I started putting some of this stuff down. And, and it wasn't always scriptural stuff. Because so, there aren't just scriptural truths. There are experiential truths as well. Things that are true. Uh, uh-huh. And, and I, don't, I'm, I don't have a scripture text to back it up, proof text, but I have my life experiences right, right. that back it up to say that it's true. And and so I I started, uh, you know, okay. sharing it with just my family. And before I knew it, it that grew. I would send a video out every week and that grew to uh, other people. And before and I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm preparing to retire from my secular job. I am also a field director for the Los Angeles County Probation Department. And so I, as I prepare for retirement, because I'm not retiring from anything, I'm retiring to. And I'm retiring to a new season in my life and to to give myself over wholly to motivational speaking, motivational speaking and life coaching and, 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 and preaching God's word. Yeah, I love it. I love your journey. I love your position in, in, in your, in your career and how you're setting yourself up, uh, how God is setting you up, I should say, because you're coming in to inspire, motivate the people of God, but also setting it up to be able to reach and communicate with people, the secular world, people out in the marketplace where they're Things that motive that motivate people within the uh, the Christian uh, realm, uh, the lingo is not the same. You know, the way you would come and approach uh, someone that has n- no idea what um, what Christianity is about and some of our core beliefs, um, and talking to them, expressing to them the same message, just in a way where they can understand. You're essentially being a bridge. Um, between the the faith and people's life and where they're at. So making that transition where you're not necessarily using the Christian lingo, but you're still giving out the message is definitely not an easy task. Right, right. And that's what I, I try not to. If you'll notice from my, my weekly vlogs, I don't, uh, I don't use scripture. I think... Uh, maybe in one of them, I think I may have alluded to scripture, uh, you know, scripture and verse. But if 
listen to it, it's uh, undoubtedly you can hear that I believe that I'm a, a, a believer, that, uh, you know, that uh, I'm motivated by someone, not something, but someone. Yeah, and I know that person personally. And I don't know, uh, Dan, that I know how to do that also well. Uh, I'm learning. And because there are times when I feel like, you know, Lord, you know, I, I don't want you, I don't want it to come across as if I, you know, I'm certain it's obvious that I'm not ashamed of him, but, but I don't, but I'm not, I don't want to uh, marginalize or my relationship with him or discount it uh, and, and, and compromise that in an effort to reach out. I want to be careful with that, that, that I hold true to my core Christian values. And, and I think it's, yeah. it's, it's it, you can do that and be successful. The motivational speaker I've heard, uh, you know, and, and seeing uh, many motivational speakers who are believers and I've heard them, you know, in their uh, uh, talking into groups that, you know, you may not believe in, 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 in Christ, but he, he's a, he's, he's the, the greatest thinker that ever lived. You may not believe in Christ, but uh, the principles that he teach uh, that he, t- that he taught his disciples in terms of team building. And, and he demonstrated that, I mean, yeah. he's the greatest team builder that ever live he's you know all, i mean all of those, those principles are necessary to be successful you know, he modeled those for us uh but i don't want to sell him to you know based on people you know just achieving success you know in the world even though you know if if, if that helps to fulfill their purpose and if that brings their attention to him that's great but uh ultimately my desire Absolutely. is to see people uh know him in a very real way uh, that will ultimately change your lives. Yeah, you know what? It's sometimes we feel like as believers that we have to deliver truth word for word from the Bible. And it's cool to do that. And it's awesome. But sometimes what will be even louder is how we're living it out. And so you're doing that. You're living it out. And people automatically see that there's something different about this, this guy right here. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I have a, a questionnaire when when I have uh, new clients. Uh, it's not it's not biblical. Uh, it is not scripturally based or anything like that. It's just a questionnaire that will help me sure. to be able to to better serve them and 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 and, and bol- bolster uh, them where they're uh, they need to be built up and where they need to be shored up. And uh, and then we go from there. Right. The whole objective is to build them, you know. And so, um, and along the way, certainly, you know, yeah. that's who I am. I, I am a Christian. Yeah, I love what you said. You're not a, a motivational speaker or a life coach that happens to be Christian. You're a Christian that happens to be a motivational speaker and life coach. That's so beautiful. So basically, you are meeting people where they're at in their humanity that's right um in the marketplace you have people from every uh conceivable background you know believers unbelievers uh people who are angry frustrated uh you know people who are uh, uh desperate to know their purpose desperate to 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 uh connect um, and 
there's only one thing that can answer all of those, and that is um, uh, a, a listening ear and someone who is confident enough in what they believe and what they have to offer uh, that uh, and that it is it brings value enough value and, and that it is powerful enough to change people's lives. That's right. the only answer to that. I cannot imagine that being an easy task at all. No, it's not <laughs> because sometimes, you know, you know, life, life for me is not just a crystal stairs, you know, <laughs> right, right. Stairs I climb have splinters and nails exposed, and sometimes there's some of the stairs that are missing, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but and while I'm doing that, I'm also trying to, um, you know, I, I'm trying to model my faith and yeah. my belief in my purpose. I, you know, my purpose is to, uh, again, uh, if someone say to me, what, what's your purpose, uh, Billy? My purpose is to uh, make, uh, give people an opportunity to become yeah. the best version of themselves, to give them mm -hmm. that opportunity, to partner with them. To, uh, my, uh, so I think that makes me like a dream release. That's good. I love that. That makes me uh, someone who, who uh, as a servant, I, I, t I can see myself taking shackles off of people's feet and taking shackles off of their hands and taking muffs off of their ears and, and taking blinders off of their eyes for them to see again, be free to walk in their, in, in their, to their, in their destiny. You know, that's, that's what I, that's how I see myself. Yeah. It's like when we're kids, we're full of energy. We're full of creativity, full of hopes and dreams, but somewhere along the line that dies off. A lot of that goes away. And we start to accept a different reality of things. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what happens. It's called life. And the sooner that we realize that life is not an interruption to our dreams, that unless you wake up and live, you can't fulfill your dreams. So life is life doesn't interrupt our dreams. Dreams are where we where we uh, are that emotive part. And, and, you know, God made us. I mean, we're not just psychological. We are. We're biological. We need the serotonin and the dopamine and all of right. those things that are that are those, those hormones that are generated and that make us feel good and, and, and all that stuff. And, and when you dream, you get all those juices flowing. And then all of a sudden here comes life with the challenges that life says, OK, you can have that. But you got to do this. And that's what really what discipline is about. I, discipline says, I'm going to do this directly in order to make that, that happen because I can't do that directly to bring about what I want to bring about. Like, you know, I get up in the morning at four o'clock and I go to the gym. My, my objective is not to get up and go to the gym at four o'clock. That's not why I do that. A discipline that I have to employ in order to stay fit and healthy. So I can't just, I can't dream that. I can't wish that into being. I can't wish that into being. I mean, there may be people who think that they can, but you can't think health into being. It takes work. I employ discipline to do that. And the discipline I employ is that I get up at four o'clock in the morning. To I do what I, what I can directly to bring about what I can't do indirectly. 
Right. And sometimes we get ideas or, or we get switched on and uh, it's enough energy to get us started. But eventually that energy dies down. Fears kick in. And now the motivation is not as, as strong as it was at first. And so you, you got to regardless of what you feel, still do it anyway. Move forward anyway. Right. And you know what you felt. And so you have to you have to. You have to you have to do self talk and communicate because like one of the things I do is uh, I make a deal with myself. Okay, if I get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the gym, I get up actually at three forty five. So I tell myself if I brush my teeth, that's it. I can't get back in the bed. So if I brush my teeth, I got to go to the gym. So you know that helps. I put things in place to enable my discipline. A lot of times people think that discipline is about sheer will. It's not. If you talk to professionals and people who have written and studied uh, the benefits and the the things, the dynamics, the things necessary for discipline, one of the first things they'll tell you is, if you really want to be disciplined, remove the temptations out of your life. So you're talking about creating systems. Yeah, if you want to, yeah. Absolutely. If you want to lose weight, get that cake out of your refrigerator. People think that, oh, it sure will. I'm just not going to eat it. You don't set yourself up to lose. You set yourself up to win. Right. So you you set yourself up right at the grocery store before you buy those things that you know you're going to indulge in. So that that's where it starts. <laughs> so uh, switch it over to another question. Um, who have been some of your influences? Uh, who are some of the uh, speakers or authors that, that inspire and motivate you? I, you know, I, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. And so they all have influenced me to some degree. Uh, but I think right now, my fra- favorite preacher is Francis Chan. There are a lot of great speakers out there, preachers and speakers. But Francis Chan, he so lives uh, as close to the biblical model, and he speaks. He's not afraid to run contrary to culture, even contemporary Christian culture, if it's not biblical, if it doesn't line up. And I, that that's, that's just so powerful. Now, you know, when I work out, I listen to Bishop T.D. Jakes. I listen to him uh, there was there was a time, man. I think I probably listened to all of his motivational speeches uh, because he does motivational speaking as well as as preaching. And yeah. I and I, I don't I'd be honest with you, I don't see a whole lot of difference, with the exception that you don't get up and quote a scripture first and right. you know, and try to do a proof text. But I mean, you are who you are, man. And uh, uh, and he does what what God. Uh, has designed him to do. He spoke to a target group that that he could affect change in their lives. And I think maybe I, I you know, uh, as I grow, I will instead of asking, you know, letting. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not afraid of data and uh, yeah, and and it, and it does you know tell tell the truth and it's good to to know who's responding to you and who's yeah. listening to you and that you know who your audience is. But, uh, you know, I heard a, a good friend of mine say people vote with their feet, man. They'll you, you'll know who, who wants to hear you, who's, you know, who, whose lives you're touching by the, and by the people who, who come to you and 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 come to hear you. You know, yeah. so I don't right now as a pastor, you know, 
I almost have like a captive audience, you know. If you come to church, whether you are a man or woman, middle-aged, young, millennial, whatever, if you come to church and it's my turn to speak, you're going to have to listen. I can't use that as a a measure of who I'm uh, uh, helping to affect change. I think along the way that that will become a more more evident. Yeah, I totally get that. You're talking about finding your niche. Absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned earlier about the Haitian Mission Ministries. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know what? Back in 2010, actually, the story about me began uh, before I even uh, ever came to California. You know, um, I, I was in college and I... I studied French. Ooh, French. Can we hear a little something, something? Yeah, je But at the time, that wasn't like the most popular uh, foreign language club. Because every foreign language on our campus had a club. Okay, Germ- the, the, the German club was the biggest because they always had the best parties. And they were always doing stuff, hiking and whatever. And they had the biggest club. I wanted to take French because I wanted to be suave. And that's what I wanted. So... Um, fast forward many years later, here I am, 2010. Uh, they had uh, what in in French is le torrent Beaumont de Terre, which is the uh, the big earthquake in in Haiti, and uh, the epicenter was at uh, right in Port-au-Prince, the capital, mm-hmm. and over oh my goodness, over 200,000 people were displaced in that local area, just in that area. Uh, And I had the opportunity to go that same year. I think the, the earthquake was in January and I think I went in October. It literally changed my life. I had never seen, and I, I come from a, 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 my, my family was poor. Right. But I didn't know what poverty really. I, I thought I knew what poverty. I didn't. I didn't know what it meant to be impoverished. Man, when I went to Haiti and I saw the devastation, and I thought, "Oh man, look at what the earthquake did." See, I was so ignorant. I didn't know that Haiti was the poorest nation in the world, not just in the southern hemisphere. It's the poorest nation in the world. I didn't know that. So that's I'm thinking, crazy. oh, look at what the earthquake did. No, that's the earthquake certainly exacerbated. It didn't cause the poverty. It was already the poorest nation in the world. And, and so it was just, man, there's no way, there's no words to describe. It's in, in, inexplicable. There's no words to describe the the utter in, in, uh, poverty and devastation and uh, desperation. It broke my heart. So in to to help you understand what I meant, what I why I introduced that that story about the French uh, learning the French language until 1974, French was the national language of the Haitian official language uh, in Haiti. But interesting, Haitian Creole is basically just a bastardized version of French. You if you speak Creole, you can speak French, and so. It all started coming together for me. God was preparing me even when I didn't know it. He was preparing me. And I'm not, 
I, I'm not so fluent that sometimes I don't have to ask him to slow down, you know, <laughs> or what are you, what did you say? <laughs> say that in English, but, uh, but enough to get around and to help uh, bridge a relationship with some of the leaders there. And, and, and they see me, you know, as a, uh, not as someone who is pontificating and looking down narrowly at them uh, and, you know, and giving them, set, you know, our, our throwaways or whatever, somebody who truly cared. And uh, I mean, I put forth an effort to speak the language. You know, I'm, I'm black like them. I look like them. Uh, yeah. That was that helped a, a, a great deal. And I've been partnering with uh, them ever since. Two th so this is my I'm going into my ninth year. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going into my 10th year partnering with uh, the, the Haitian uh, uh, people through uh, the ministries. Actually, and I partnered with more than one ministry there as well. We built classrooms. We've helped to uh, initially we were, we were building tents and and helping to get missionaries located in the houses and clearing off lots for them in order for them to stay and serve and be boots on the ground. Right. Uh, um, we give food, clothing, uh, money. We create commerce. Uh, whenever we go, we always hire Haitians uh, to wow. help us do what we do. So we, don't, we, we, we are also a blessing to the, to the economy as well. Right. Because yeah. they, the uh, unemployment rate in Haiti is seventy uh, percent. Wow, that's that's extremely high. I did not know that. Seven out of every ten Haitians are unemployed. It's to the point where places of work, you see young men just sitting around waiting for somebody to get fired or right. <laughs> or not wow. show up or whatever. <laughs> you know, there are young men squatting around the corner on a, at a at a liquor store or whatever. These guys are hanging out around a job site just hoping to get a job because there is uh, such a, an exorbitant uh, unemployment rate. Uh, there's no infrastructure so because there are no tax dollars. So right. it's, it's really it's really bad. It's, and it still is. Wow. It's incredible. And do you see yourself going back anytime soon? Oh, I go every year. I take a team every year. Oh, OK, that's, that's awesome. Maybe I'll tag along one year. <laughs> So um, now for everyone listening, uh, some people might not know what a life coach is or what it is necessarily that they do um, with their clients. So why don't you explain uh, to our listeners uh, what exactly is a life coach and what they can expect? As a life coach, um, as I told you, what I normally do when someone reaches out and says, hey, I, I'd like to uh, work with you, um, I... I I immediately have my uh, assistant send them out a questionnaire and and see where they are and what uh, you know what are from their life experiences and and what they what they want to get from me. You know, it could be professional development, it could be personal development. They may have difficulty getting over some hurt. Uh, they may have some difficulty getting out of a troubled relationship, uh, a problem relationship. They may have, you know, we we're talking about. Uh, uh, what I help them do is declutter and organize uh, their lives so that they can uh, uh, maybe achieve a goal or, uh, uh, like I said, free themselves from something toxic uh, and, and, and help them to know their value. 
Yeah, absolutely. You you mentioned declutter, and I want to dig deep into that a little bit. It's something I've been learning myself in the past year. Uh, I, you know, like when have you gotten to the point where you've acquired too much, whether it be knowledge or material things? And sometimes the material things are a reflection of what's going on in your mind. There's too much going on in there, and then you need to learn how to release, how to trim the weak branches of your life, the weak areas or the areas that are just taking up space so that the stronger areas of your life can flourish that much more. And it's been a process for me it has not been easy. But um, I, if you want to touch a little bit more on that. The way I see it is that a lot of times we don't we do, we may not even recognize it, but we become like spiritual or emotional or relational like hoarders. Yeah. yeah, we start because if you got if you have things laying around that serve no purpose. If there are people in your life that are toxic or things and, and, and the only purpose that they serve is to, you know, frustrate you or anger you or you tripping over them, all that. Uh, uh, and, and, and the reason you keep around is, you know, say I, like me, you know, my wife says, oh, I'm gonna, we're going to clean that garage out. And I'm thinking I better be in there because she's she going to throw away something I can use. You right, know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen that thing in years, but I'm right. one day I'm going to be able to use it, you know. In our minds, that's what we tell ourselves. I, that, that's going to be good for something. But in the meantime, in the meantime, it's good for nothing. It's just in the way. Taking up space. Right. It, and, and that means it's, to, it, it's toxic. And what I found about that, found what I've realized about that is, see, when, when uh, uh, things are laying around in our lives, they, are, they become a potential hazard. Mm. You know, you trip over it. Uh, you 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 can't get through to something that you really need to get to. Uh, if somebody, even I mean, what, what as a life coach, part of what I do is I have to wade through so much stuff to get to these people. A lot of times, it's there's so much clutter that I have to wade through it to get to to them, so that I can help walk them out of that. And so, what I found that. You know, those potential hazards in our lives that come from the clutter, it is not dang just dangerous to us, but it's dangerous to others as well. To those people who are in our lives, our significant others and, you know, wives, husbands, sons, daughters, and so on, coworkers, people that, you know, that are within what I, what I call striking distance. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen that in my own life, whether it's with relationships, you know, letting go of relationships that are toxic to my life or emotions or or material things or just releasing information that I've been holding. It always never fails and makes room for new. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's a there's a uh, uh, in Ecclesiastes, there's a there's a proverb that says there's a uh, to every uh, every every thing. There's a season, you know, there's a time to gather. And then there's, a, there's just a time to let go, to cast away. Right. Yeah. And, you know, some, and there's even people, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but there are some people that are just not good for you, that are in your life that, you know, you, you're, not, you're not ready for. Yeah. True story. True story. Now, for me personally, um, I was at age 20. I knew that I needed to change my life. I needed to go a different direction. And my whole my whole past, all my friends, everything that I knew up to that point was going nowhere. So I had to 
two of my best friends, I had to have a serious conversation with them. I had to let them know, hey, guys, I love you and all, but this is uh, I'm moving on now. Like, I want to learn to be uh, a man of faith. I want to learn and, and, and love God. And everything you guys are doing is going to keep me away from that. And so um, for a season, I did that and they respected that, which was pretty awesome. And um, and I just kept doing my thing. I never preached to them. I just, you know, kept going, doing my thing, kept going to church, kept learning, learning new things and just trying to become an overall better person. And um, I never had to preach to them. But they later on for themselves discovered who Jesus was and how I think they just saw what the, the transformation they had in my life. And um, and and they wanted to find that out for themselves. Um, and so one of them, you know, actually ended up marrying my sister and he's now my brother-in-law. He's a, he's a, uh, a man of faith now. My other buddy, Jay Roof, he's also a man of faith now and been highly blessed and been on this journey and, and just discovering who he is as a child of God. It's just been amazing to, to see that. And I never really had to like Bible thump on them. I never really had to like condemn them. Like I was just living my, my, my style my lifestyle for Jesus. I was just living my life as a believer and, and, and God did the rest. So shifting gears now, 2018 is coming to a close and 2019 is right around the corner. And, uh, for those of you listening, what are some of the things in your life that you need to declutter? Is it relationships, uh, that need to go bye-bye? Is it thoughts that you need to learn to undo? Is it emotions that you need to overcome? And leave in the past. You know, um, I heard every time you bring an emotion forward that was caused by the past is the equivalent of bringing the past into your present, which affects your future. Yeah, something to think about. Whenever we have the opportunity that a, uh, a new year brings, we all start reflecting and contemplating, uh, you know, what we need to do different. Yeah. And, and, and doing different also means that you have to uh, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it does mean you have to let go of stuff. Yeah. Or you have to uh, move things uh, out of your life mm -hmm. in order to make room, like you said, for for new things. And um, and and sometimes just get them out of your life because they're toxic. Um, I think personally, for me. Um, I try to, I try to do that incrementally. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like have new uh, New Year's resolution or anything like that, because I figure if something is that important to me, uh, I can't wait till the new year to do it. Our lives are pretty, man. We think about it, our lives are pretty big. They're like ships. You can't a big old like I just came from a, a cruise a couple of weeks ago, and I was on a a boat that was a ship that was so big, man, that, I mean, there was no, that there were some harbors that we couldn't even go in. We had to anchor like, uh, almost a mile out, uh, from the, from the harbor. So that, uh, because of the, the water wasn't deep enough or, or it wasn't big enough, you know, right, right. And, um, because in order to turn those, those ships around that big, you have to do it incrementally. You, it might take, you might have to be, be moving forward like a, an entire mile or so just to make a U-turn 
You can't just right. make a Yui, you know. <laughs> it, you have to do that incrementally in something that large. And in my life, I, my life is pretty big for, you know, as far as I'm just bigger than me. Because I have to have God's hands carrying it. Mm. So I know it's big. And, and, I, and so I can't wait until I get to a new year to turn. Throughout yes. the year, I'm turning incrementally. I'm making incremental changes. That's good. Uh, yeah. So don't wait until 2019 to start making changes. You can decide to start making changes right now and get started tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> That's absolutely right. I I remember an old story about a, a a guy that he used to walk down the street and he'd hear this dog howling and the dog was up on the porch with an older man and and it was a pretty dog and a blue tick howl and the dog would dog's name was Blue and the, the, the young man one day just stopped. He said, you know, he asked the old fellow, he said, that sure is a pretty dog. And well, why is he always bellowing and, and howling and, and and carrying on? Every time I come down the street, he's always, whoa, no. And the man said, well, he's laying on a nail. And the young fellow looked a little uh, confused. He said, well, well why, why won't he get up? He said, because it don't hurt him enough yet. You see, when things are in our lives and they're bothering us, bothering us enough, we'll get up and do something about it. So I don't wait till 2018 or 19 or whatever. I'm, you know, well, I'm not going to be like blue. I'm not going to lay on the nail. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be laying on any nails either. So don't be don't be like that dog. Uh, so with that, uh, there might be some people going through uh, through a funk right now. And uh, everything looks blurry. They they might not be able to see themselves out of it. What's one thing that you can suggest that can help them start getting some clarity in their situation? Well, actually, the word that you just used, man, clarification is, for me, is a never-ending cultivation. Never-ending cultivation. And first first thing that, that in order to, to get clarity, you've got to separate yourself. Clarity requires that you separate yourself from whatever is causing the convolution, whatever is causing the distortion. And we all know, we know, we know, we know what's causing the distortion in our lives. Right. And the first thing you got to do is separate yourself. When when a when a, uh, a, a, a gunshot victim goes into uh, an emergency room, you know, the first thing that they have to do is stop the bleeding. Mm. They, they they have to they have to go to the source of the wound and stop the bleeding so that right. they can the kind of damp what you know they you can't even really see how much damage is done because of all of the blood so the first thing you, you got to do in order to uh to 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 get through the funk to to and, and for clarification is you got to stop the bleeding separate yourself from whatever is causing causing it could be a person it could be a habit it could be a, a a way of thinking. It could be a, a lack of something that you need in your life. That that in order to have that thing, you got to separate yourself from something else. Yeah, as you say that, I th- I'm thinking about how my wife and I have stayed away from social media uh, periodically for for seasons. Uh, this has actually been my longest season since I moved to North Carolina about a year ago. Um, I consciously made the decision to delete my platforms, uh, my apps, and I tried coming back to them, uh, at least a couple of them, but 
yeah, I realized now nah, it, it's not a good idea. I'm not quite ready. Um, and during that time, I was just focusing on building myself up, working on becoming spiritually stronger, uh, just learning, reading, uh, listening to audio books, uh, and just completely focusing on self-awareness. And I could tell you if that if I wouldn't have consciously made the choice to stay away and separate myself from social media, I wouldn't have gotten the clarity to know my next move, which was creating this podcast. And um, I, I just I strongly believe that. So we have those seasons uh, and we look at our lives in, in different areas. Um, every once a year we do we, we stay away from certain foods for a season. And so we're like trying to understand what is priority in our lives. Like we are super focused on improving, on becoming better in in who we are as believers in Christ, as human beings. And uh, and uh, and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Go. We have to go against uh, our desires, our, our own desires, because sometimes we think that there's we think that some things are that are good for us are actually not right and what we do we have to understand i think there's something that i've i've been looking into here but it's just i shouldn't say looking into but i've been trying to process and that Mm -hmm. is there's a difference between making a choice and making a decision you know and a lot of times we don't like you were saying we start off really really good and and we, we we're really energetic about our dreams and then it's time for a decision. The right. word decision comes from the same word that incision comes from, mm-hmm. that circumcision comes mm-hmm. from. It means to cut away. So when you make a decision for something, you are separating, you're cutting. You're cutting away, you're separating. Mm-hmm. And we don't, you know, that costs. I mean, it costs sometimes, it, it, it costs you know, our pride, it calls uh, relationships. Uh, I think when we, when we talk about making a, like as, as Christians, we talk yeah. about making a, a decision for Christ. Th- that's the problem. A lot of us aren't making a decision for Christ. We're just making him our choice. When you make him, that's superficial. Right, right. If I'm making you my choice, that just means for today. But if I make you, if I make a decision for Christ, then I'm, I can understand, like uh, what he w- when he tells me, okay, uh, come 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 from come out from the world and separate yourself. I understand that because I'm making a decision for him, and it's not that God, you know, God doesn't want me to have joy. He doesn't want me to have friends. He doesn't want me to enjoy the world. Man, he gave this to me. This is a gift. He really does want you to enjoy. But it, it's just like this is the example I have, like. When I was a kid, and and and, and uh, my mom would say, you know, boy, that that, that stove is hot, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't that she didn't want me to eat food; she didn't want me to get burned by right, touching right. hot, right? And that's that's how God is. I mean, he, he's he's, he's saying separate yourself, not not so that you don't have joy or that you don't enjoy what He's created for you, but because He knows the way that it ought to be done that you take that food out the pot and put it on the plate yeah sometimes we don't know what's best for us what's good for us and and i've also talked to a lot of people my age in their 30s and even in their 40s 
Also, they don't know what they want. It's like, if you don't know what you want, how do you know what to shoot for? So it's important to know that. A lady by the name of Loretta Staples, and she said, if you are clear with what you want, the world responds with clarity. The world will, will, will respond commensurately. If you, if you know what you want, because it, 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 it's about focusing. Even in the pursuit of our purpose, you know, it's, it's about uh, determining, you know, what your why is. Uh, and refining, I mean, a lot of times people say, well, I, you know, I, I, I know I'm focused. I know what I want. But refining that purpose, refining it. I mean, after you, 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 you refine, you cultivate. That's what clarification is. It's a never-ending cultivation. I like it. I love it. So many good nuggets in this podcast. Now, uh, wrapping things up, I just want you to leave our listeners with a few good tips for going into the new year uh, so they can get started on their journey to discover their purpose and discover the best of their lives. Um, go ahead, if you can just share some of that uh, with us. I think um, the, the first thing is you, you got to determine what your why is. Determine what your why, okay. That, that's the all-important question. Why, why am I here? You know, what, what is my, what is my purpose? I think uh, that's like the first and, and the most practical in, in our pursuit of purpose is to determine why I'm here. And, yeah. and, and, and it's in your DNA. You don't need to go to a soothsayer or uh, you don't need to go to a mind reader or uh, uh, you don't need to go to a uh, someone with a crystal ball or anything. It's in your DNA. That's one of the wonderful things that God has given us. He's given us in our DNA, you know, whatever our proclivities are, whatever our giftings are, those things that, 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 that uh, make us who are, who we are. I, I, as a pastor, I've had more than one person say, man, you know, pastor, what's my gift or what's, man, are you really asking me that? You're asking me what your gift is? I should be asking you what your gift is. I mean, what what do you what do you enjoy doing? What would you what would you do for free? What 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 puts a smile on your face? You know that you know that's you're starting to refine now. You're trying to right. refine your focus and find some purpose, right? Yeah. What what is my why? And then I think the next thing is what we don't do is is we need to orient ourselves. And what I mean by that is move our lives and things in our life in position. Move the, our lives and the things in our lives in position to pursue our purpose. A lot mm -hmm. of times we just won't, if we talking about decluttering our lives, a lot of times we just leave stuff in the way. Undermine our own efforts. We, we, you could even know what your why is, but you yeah. won't move that stuff out of the way because you like it, because it uh -huh. makes you feel good. It gives you these temporary sensations of whatever, pleasure. But we need to orient. We need to have orientation. We need to orient our lives. We need to uh, cut back to the heart, man. Cut back to the heart. That your purpose. Get all that, everything, everything extraneous out. Train, educate, get up to speed. Develop relationships with people that have the same mind that you have. Network with them. People who have shared values. 
and any habits or hangups that you have that are in your way. Man, bring them to the surface and, and, and deal with them. Maybe get a life coach. Get somebody and who you can partner with. And, and or it may not even be a life coach, even a friend, someone who is committed to the success of your uh, uh, of your uh, pursuit of purpose. And and then uh, own own that own your own it, you know. Own it. I call it personification. Own it. Okay. Own the call. Believe it, man. No, you don't let uh, Harley Davidson say whenever uh, you're uh, writing the narrative, the story of your life. Never let anybody else hold the pen. Believe it. Believe that you are who your purpose says you are. Believe that. I there's no there's no doubt in my mind that I am a motivational speaker and that I am a life coach and uh even though I haven't moved full-fledged into that season of my life uh and I'm waiting for retirement to do that, but I'm not in a holding pattern. As I'm preparing to retire, I'm also preparing to be a full-time motivational speaker and life coach, and I'm developing momentum. So I'm owning that. I believe it. Nobody can talk me out of that. I know who I am, and, and, and I'm intentional about it. The language that I use, where my resources are. That's good, and no one is going to want it for you more than you are yourself. Right. And, 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 and in my mind, there's no eventuality or in, uh, inevitability. You've got to be intentional. Yeah. You're not going to eventually just become this or that or, you know, inevitably it's going to no, you've got to be intentional. You're not going to 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 uh, uh, to have your destiny uh, by happenstance. And what I have found is that, man, people who that who realize success or may come upon some 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 kind of uh, uh, wealth or, you know, maybe inherit some money or win a lottery or whatever. If they don't develop themselves personally, they end up shrinking back to who they were or where they were anyway. And, and whatever they gain is going to go with them. Look at all those people who won the lottery only to end up broke or sometimes worse off than they were before they won the lottery. There's no eventuality, no inevitability. You got to believe it and you got to be intentional about being because, you know, having a million dollars don't make you a millionaire. Yeah, so you're talking about developing the right mindset. Yeah, and so yeah, you and and just you know being aware of of, of our unique de design, what our likes and our talents and gifting, you know, and what our overall bent is, and walking in that, and and being comfortable in the skin that we're in. That's a good one. I like that, especially nowadays with social media. It's so easy to compare ourselves to others. It's we compare our minds, our success, our our body, our spiritual growth with someone else's appearance of success. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you if you look at at Facebook and and Instagram, everybody's a winner because what they're doing is when you look at that, it's just like when you when you if if I was a football player and I was trying to get a a scholarship at uh, some big university. I'm not going to send them uh, uh, the, the the recordings of the times that I got ran over or the times <laughs> that I missed the pass. They're going to get the highlight reels. But Instagram and Facebook are. Those are people's highlight reels. So while we're trying to compare ourselves to them, every day those people, they go through what you go through. We're trying to compare ourselves to their highlight reels. Yeah, so if you're guilty of this, stop comparing yourself to people on social media. 
Just cut it out. And be comfortable in the skin that you're in. So be comfortable in your own skin and love yourself. Thank you, Billy, for spending time with us. It's been amazing. We've received so many good nuggets that, that we could take to the bank. Now, if someone wanted to, to take uh, some time and have a session with you, uh, some coaching sessions, where can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me on, on uh, Facebook. They can follow me. Uh, follow me on Facebook at Stairmaster Philosophy. Uh, uh, Instagram, Stairmaster Philosophy. Stairmaster Philosophy at Gmail. Uh, and, and I'll go ahead and put all this on the description so you can have access. Yes, yes. All right. Thanks again, Billy. You've been awesome. Thank you. You've added so much value to our listeners. What's one last thing you'd like to share with them before we take off? Yeah, you know what, Dan? People have two gifts from God. Mm. They have opportunity and they have a built-in desire to win. Mm. We are wired to win. Take advantage of the opportunity and and let that gift of winning in you move you past whatever challenges life tried to bring. Fire. All right. Billy nettles everyone. Yeah. 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 Yeah.